there it is mlb dfs strategy show thursday november 13th i am scrambling here but i think we're ready to go there's the transition since i didn't click that button i am here i'm joined by adam share we've got a five gamer to break down so this should be and a four gamer on FanDuel, no less so this one should be pretty easy for us adam what's going on man what's up man uh looking forward to a another good day of sports you and me both honestly there's so much going on baseball basketball pga kicking off today we got a ton to watch I, i'm assuming there's hockey i don't follow it yeah yeah hockey but the caps aren't playing so i don't really care that's how i feel about it just being hockey <laughs> there's hockey yeah. playing so i just don't care so someone told me on twitter yesterday that i was you know missing out not watching playoff hockey which i agree like playoff hockey is great but i was just like i i kind of tried to make time to watch a little bit of the caps game but it's competing with baseball and basketball and 24 hour a day dfs like i'm just not gonna be watching much hockey so I feel like a lot of people say playoff hockey is incredible. Is it? I, I love playoff hockey. Why is it better? What's the change know, that just, makes playoff hockey better than regular hockey? I think just the intensity. And it's like, I mean, there's, there's, it's kind of like baseball in that there's the random break. So like you're kind of just on edge for one puck to bounce the wrong way and change like the entire series. I don't know. I've always found it really enjoyable despite being a Capitals fan and it almost never going my way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of tough for you guys. So let's see here. Game seven in 2019 Blues Bruins got 8.7 million viewers. Game one got 5.2. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. That's, that's pretty good for hockey. No complaints. Like just because of like how because i mean like you, if you score in, it's so hard to score in hockey too so like it's kind of the equivalent of like if every playoff baseball game were being played in the bottom of the ninth inning sort of because like if you score saying. a goal in a hockey game that's a pretty substantial like development and it can just happen randomly at any time that's fair that's fair i don't know it's not for me uh, too much going on team pga nowadays although let's hope that webb starts getting a couple more double bogeys like he did early because yeah that, yeah that today started much better than it's currently going yeah oh birdie birdie bad i just i don't need it guys before we get started hit that like button as you come in helps us out a ton we're gonna hit on one thing quickly out of the gate adam i don't know if you've heard this before but uh Alex Baker won a MMA or an MLB GPP last night. Um, yeah, took crazy. down 50k. That only happens four times a week. Yeah, it it never fails, and it happened again last night. The fifteen dollar two hundred and fifty k relay throw on DraftKings taken down by Alex Baker, Zach Eflin, Zach Grinky. So he went double Zachs. That's the winner of my poll for last night. Four Zachs on the slate. Uh, two man twin stack. Two-man Astro stack. No, not two. Well, two-man twin stack. What's the other two? I know there's another two. Two-man yeah, two Mets stack. One, 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 one. Clear across the board. Uh, a largely unstacked winner for one Alex Just Baker. Just like you draw it up. Exactly. Man, people are going to freak out about that. Oh, man. I mean, you got you to gotta just hit like the stone-cold nuts, sort of. And... He certainly did. Eflin went for 20. Grinky went for 25. And then it's just pure fire. 
Austin Nolan. It was kind of funny because like I'm, I was looking through my teams where like none of the stacks were really going off, but some individual players were. And I was thinking like, man, this would be the perfect night to not have a stack team. And then I look at the top and it's just like, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> yeah, he got the memo early. Austin Nolan, 19. Dom Smith, 27. Brandon Lau, 28. Bregman, 10. Polanco, 11. Byron Buxton, 31. Juan Soto, 35. Michael Conforto, 22. And uh, 50 Gs straight to Alex. He profited $49,985 with that lineup. He spent $49,800 on that lineup. So got all of his profit back on just the baseball salaries. Uh, terrible, terrible joke, but it doesn't really I was trying matter. to figure out what, what you were talking about. I didn't know. I was like, in lineup study now, you can see how, like, how much someone no. had on one lineup. No, he's just the profit number and the salary spent yep. is different by a hundred bucks so fun to look at we got a five gamer going for today which is nice um i wasn't really looking forward to balancing like a 13 gamer today i'm on nba live before lock do we have any weather news we want to touch on right out of the gate there's weather concerns in the baltimore and philly game Okay. which is obviously big because it's a five-game slate and because the Baltimore pitcher throws 85 miles an hour, so taking cares against him will be probably pretty fun. Um, it, it seems like the rain should die out as we get later in the day. The game's scheduled for 4.05, so they do have plenty of time to get it in. Uh, probably mostly an issue of does the field um, hold up under the, the, the rain and can they get the tarp on the field, unlike the Nats grounds, grounds crew. <laughs> and it looks... Yeah, so I think they're going to be okay, at least. Maybe a little bit of a late start for Baltimore Philly if you need to, but I'm going to treat it like we're going to be okay for right now. As usual, tune into MLB Live Before Lock for a bit of an update. You ready to just dive in? Yep. First game up on the docket, Phillies and Orioles. Right? Yeah, that's right. Phillies and Orioles. Uh, Phillies 5.4 run implied total, Orioles 4. So that's a 65% chance to win. Jake Arietta going for the Phillies. Tom Eshelman going for the Orioles. Tell me what stands out to you here. You going to Arietta against a, you know, lackluster Orioles team? One of the best offenses in baseball right now. Sure thing. Is what you meant. But um, no, I mean, I think it depends on what the Orioles lineup looks like. But assuming we get the, the typical... Baltimore lineup. I'm not that interested in Arietta. His strikeout stuff against righties is much better than against lefties, but you should get a pretty balanced lineup from um, from Baltimore. Some decent lefties in there with Santander, Ruiz, uh, Dwight Smith Jr., not Chris Davis. Um, so I, I think kind of a, a decent spot for Arietta, but not not a great spot, not a great pitcher. Um, you know, yeah, kind of neutral on him. Like on a on a five game slate and 150 lineups, I'm sure I'll have some, but. It's not someone that I'm, I'm really excited about getting to unless Baltimore runs out a weird lineup with a bunch of righties. 31% owned on DraftKings right now for Arietta. Uh, 17% on FanDuel. Does 31% feel about right to you? Feels high. Okay. Let's see what's around him. So... Yeah, Desclafani sort of the same... I mean, really, it's we're kind of just splitting the ownership cleanly across six people. There's a pretty big gap. Like, you Darvish is clearly the top guy at 41%. Paddock is the low guy at 20 But everybody under Arietta in salary is 
in single digits in ownership. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess when you kind of when you only have ten, two of them are like fully shit. Uh, right. It makes sense why he's getting it. Like he's probably he. I don't have projections in front of me, but he, I would guess projects for like thirteen DraftKings points or fourteen DraftKings points, <laughs> probably right around like two times his salary. I've got him at thirteen six. So hell of a hell of yeah. a call there. Decent work. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I mean, it it, it feels so safe because Baltimore stinks. Sorry, dude. I mean, they don't, but but they do. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, if he's getting 30% ownership, I'm interested in Baltimore. Well, let's talk about that then. Because uh, I assume that uh, we are both not starting Eshelman, right? No. Okay. Uh, Baltimore is picking up 4% aggregate ownership on DraftKings. Santander, the leader in the clubhouse with 9 on DK. He's got 10 on FanDuel. Um, that's the spot you're looking for, I'm assuming. I, I'm, I'm guessing you love Santander. He really grades out well for me to going up against Arietta. What do you want to do with this Baltimore team? You think you get to hedge stacks? Yeah, I, I really like Santander. I think Ruiz and Dwight Smith Jr. are both good plays as well. And then you're kind of, you know, just hoping that like Renato Nunez gets a hanging slider or something. So um, you, you can always go to like an Austin Hayes or, or Iglesias too. The, the main pieces though would be Santander, Ruiz and Smith looking to get some left-handed power against Arietta. Um, he he did. I did notice he's throwing his slider to righties like twice as much this year. It's still not a particularly good pitch. It's not getting a ton of swings and misses, but that is driving up his strikeout percentage a little bit because it, it gets more swings and misses than his fastball. But nothing's really changed against lefties, so I'm I'm still pretty confident in going to to left-handed power against them. Okay, uh, let's talk about this Phillies team because there's a ton of ownership coming in here. Uh, that should not be surprising. Phillies with the highest implied total on the slate, and they get to face Tom Eshelman. So. Um, Phillies are my number one stack on both sites. I assume they are the number one team in the top stack tool by quite a bit. How are you going to manage Philly on a five gamer? Assuming they play, I, I think obviously. They look great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they look great. Tom Eshelman, like I wasn't joking. He averages about 85 and a half miles an hour on his fastball. He, he relies on locating well, which he sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. I really don't know how he's in major league baseball, um, much less professional baseball, much less major league baseball. Um, <laughs> I did pull up the Philly numbers against fastballs less than 90 miles an hour over the last couple of years, just because I was curious. Um, Hoskins, Real Muto, Segura, Harper all jumped out as, as being good, particularly Hoskins. Um, it was interesting to me that Bruce has really had virtually no power. Neither has Gregorius, neither has McCutcheon. They all have ISOs below 100 against uh, right-handed fastballs, 90 miles an hour or slower. Take that for what it's worth. It's just one data point. But um, that did jump out as something that maybe – if you're going to what will be a really popular stack, you can kind of, you know, pick and choose your way, your way around and, you know, maybe avoid some of these guys that are popular and, and for whatever reason don't have, ha- haven't shown much power against what Eshelman throws. Philly at the top of the top stack tool, just a hair above the Rays. They're projecting to be just slightly over-owned. Um, that doesn't really bother me at all. I think they're pretty clearly the top offense for today. I assume I'll have a ton. Um, you just have to be really cognizant with the rest of your lineup. Although on a five-game slate, like you just really don't have much of a choice. I, I can't imagine not wanting to have Philadelphia today. Yeah, completely agree. Especially because it's not like Eshelman's the type of pitcher who in any way, shape, or form like you would consider rostering for leverage. No. So if you're fading Philly, you're kind of just 
taking this weird stand that Philly doesn't do well and the $6,300 pitcher doesn't do well. Do you have any bats that stand out most to you for the Phillies? Hoskins. Yeah. McCutcheon is 2400 on FanDuel. Um, so it's McCutcheon for me on FanDuel, but it's Hoskins for me on DraftKings. He's tops. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you get away from Philly. The park is great. The matchup is great. The run total is great. Other than the weather, every single piece of this game just screams Philly should be highly owned. Yep. I don't have anything else really to say here. This just go Phillies, I guess. I mean, I've never really said that in my life. I don't. I don't like it. They're not even that expensive. It's like the yeah. average shot. I mean, you have a couple guys over 5K, but like on DraftKings, the average salary of the top five hitters is like 4,800. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, like Gregorius for 4,700 as a shortstop, that obviously works. If you got to pay up 5K for Harper and Real Muto, that's totally fine, especially Real Muto at catcher. Yeah, I love it. I anticipate Philly being my top stack just no matter what. Like, I don't think that the ownership will ever get high enough that it'll swing me the other direction. I'm way more likely to be fading the Rays than the Phillies. Not that I don't like the Rays, but if, otherwise I'm just holding hands the whole way. I don't think Philly will be the team that takes the discount. Anything else in this one? Nope. God, Eshelman stinks, man. Five point I, really, I, I, I don't understand how he's in the major leagues. 5.8 steamer projected FIP with a 13% K rate. I mean, that's just, how do you get like, that's, that, that, that's truly brutal. <laughs> then we go to Boston, Boston Red Sox, uh, hosting the Tampa Bay Rays, Red Sox, 4.3 run implied total Rays 5.2 Kyle Hart going for the Red Sox. Tyler glass now going for the Rays. Hart picking up a little bit of ownership on DraftKings, 9%. He's 5,100, just a natural paydown option. Glass now, on the other hand, 20% owned on FanDuel, 29% owned on DraftKings. What do you want to do with Glass now? I think he looks great. Um, you know, obviously, we know he's a monstrous strikeout pitcher. Not really a great strikeout matchup, though, against Boston. So what do you want to do with Glass now? I'm really kind of concerned about him. Yeah, but also the strikeout numbers, like you said, are, are amazing. Um, he when he was with Pittsburgh, his problem was he could not throw strikes. And then he came over to Tampa Bay in the Chris Archer deal. They seemingly taught him how to throw strikes. His walk percentage um, dropped last year was six point one percent. Prior to that, in his stints in the major league, it was twelve and a half, fourteen and a half, eleven point three. Last year, it dropped to six point one percent. So far this year, he's at fifteen point seven percent. So. He's basically just gotten back all of his issues so far through his first three starts. Boston, looking at them, it's a really good plate discipline matchup. So like this season so far, Glass now has the lowest first pitch strike percentage of his career, the lowest chase percentage on pitches out of the zone for his career, um, the lowest percentage of pitches in the strike zone since 2016. And like I said, his walk percentage is up at almost 16%. But Boston has the highest chase percentage in baseball, the fifth highest swinging strike percentage in baseball, second highest overall swing percentage in baseball, and the fourth lowest walk percentage. So at first, I was thinking, okay, you know, this is a spot where he should be able to kind of alleviate those, those issues that he's been having. But if you look at the team that he faced in his first three starts, he faced the Yankees, the Braves, and the Orioles. 
the Orioles and the, the Orioles are second highest chase percentage, eighth highest swinging strike percentage, and the highest swing percentage. And he still was walking these guys. The Braves aren't much um, be- aren't much better than the Orioles in any of the stats, and he still was walking. Them. So I have pretty legitimate concerns about Glasnow's ability to throw strikes, but he's still only ninety one hundred dollars. The Red Sox are not very good. Um, you know, they have basically three, three and a half good hitters in this lineup, and they've been awful this year. They're, they're missing Ben and Hendy now, which is someone that can drive up pitch counts as well. So I'm going to get, I'm going to roster Glass now. I just am really concerned about his walk numbers. Do you think you're more likely to get Glass now or Chris Paddock, separated by $300? Similar ownership, too. Yeah, 600 on DraftKings, but. Um, oh, yeah. I, I looked down to Desclafani, $600. Yeah, I think Glasnow. Okay. Um, the Red Sox just aren't the Dodgers. Yeah. And Glasnow strikeout stuff is so much better than Paddock's, as good as Paddock is. Okay. Uh, you going you going on the Kyle Hart experience? I'm not. I don't. I don't get the sense that I would be either. If you're paying down, are you going to Trevor Williams by any chance? Probably. Oof. All right, we'll get there. I mean, if I'm paying down, yeah, we'll we'll get. I. I yeah, we'll we'll get there. Oh, okay. Um. Then we need to look at bats, and I think we're both on the same page here that the Rays look quite a bit better. Um, Rays also picking up some ownership. They're second in the top stack tool for right now, and they are slightly overowned as well. However, the difference between Tampa and Philly is Tampa is like truly, truly cheap. They are a full bargain, clear across the board. How do you want to manage the Phillies versus the Rays? Do you like the Rays? Do you like them more than the Phillies? It's a tricky spot given their pricing. I like, I mean, yeah, I do like the Rays. I just, I imagine that pricing is going to drive ownership so high. I mean, you you kind of saw it last night, like Brandon Lau was 22% owned on a whatever eight game slate, I think it was. Um, but you know you have Yandy Diaz here at 3100. Mike Rousseau was I think 16% last he faced the lefty a couple of days ago. They're going to be really popular. Whereas the Phillies, they're not super expensive, but they at least you have to pay for them a little bit. Um, I, I imagine you're going to get Tampa being really, really popular relative to their top stack percentage. Even though I do think it's a good spot. Yeah. So right now we have little peek behind the curtain. Tampa's top stack odds 16%, essentially tied with Philly. Their ownership share, essentially tied with Philly. They're both at 18. But the top value percentage, Philly's at 7%. Tampa is at 22. Tampa's just going to fly to the top of every optimizer, right? That's going to be the case, which is going to funnel to like Darvish, Chris Paddock builds, Darvish, Arietta, Darvish, Desclafani. I think you're going to be able to do that if you're stacking up the Rays. Yeah, you're going to get a ton of individual Rays ownership because... Basically, no matter what build you go with, they help. If you're paying for two pitchers, you can full stack Tampa and then fit in a couple Phillies bats or, or whoever. If you're uh, going you know, cheaper at pitcher, you can full stack Phillies and then use one or two Tampa guys as value to round out your lineup. Yeah. They're, they're just going to have so much, I think, individual ownership on the the best plays. You know, maybe the aggregate tops, maybe the aggregate stack percentage is kind of kept in check because guys towards the bottom are, are lower owned. But I think on the guys that you would really want in your lineup, you're going to have massive ownership. Do you expect to be overweight or underweight on Tampa? My guess is that I end up under on Tampa and over on Philly, like you had said. Yep. Okay. Well, great minds, I guess. 
How do you feel about grabbing Red Sox bats against the ownership on glass now? They do not grade out well for me as a stack. Uh, no one in double digits in ownership on DraftKings. Devers, Martinez, Bogart slipping into the double digits on FanDuel. If you're going to own anybody on the Red Sox, it's certainly those three guys. Do you get to a Red Sox hedge stack or are you avoiding glass now? I don't think I'll get to much Tampa if I, or sorry, to Boston. If I do, I, I prefer full stacks. But the problem is that, you know, glass now strikes you out or he walks you basically. And so the, re the reason I prefer full stacks is that basically the way you're getting there is that glass now gets out of the game early and you happen to get to a, to a bullpen arm. Sure. Um, you know, grabbing an individual hitter, like I'm not expecting glass now to get touched up for a few home runs. So that, that's kind of the problem. Really. Even if, even if glass now has a bad start and, it's relatively unlikely that Boston does really great. It's, it's pretty likely that you're just getting guys like walk, walk, single, walk, single, and it's not really doing anything for the Boston stack, even though it's killing Glass now. I'd be more interested in Boston if Glass now couldn't hold a runner. He, he used to be terrible at holding runners, which was really a problem because he would walk everybody and then they would steal to third base and then he'd give up a run. Um, but he did fix that when he came to Tampa as well. Um, so that takes me off of boston um he has allowed two stolen bases already this year but only allowed nine last year so i think he's mostly solved the the running problem i assume jd peeks his way into some lineups as a one-off for me but i don't get the sense i'll have boston they grade out dead last for me they're ninth in the top stack odds uh it's just gonna be tampa bats for me but probably lighter than the public so it's a weird game it's a really weird game from a dfs perspective Any interest in becoming a baller? Becoming. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Well, if you want to become a baller, if you're not already a baller, let's say that. Because some people just don't, just aren't. If you want to become a baller, now is the time to do it. You can do that at Yahoo Sports. Yahoo is the presenting sponsor of all of our baseball shows now. Um, you're going to find no management fee contest or even limited management fee contest. Those are going to be the best things you can find in this industry. Anytime that you can avoid fees on the top, it's going to improve your ROI dramatically better than any edge you'll likely find. You can get up to $30 in YSRPs. Those are Yahoo sports rewards points. They're as good as cash. Use the promo code awesome when signing up at Yahoo. Go check out their contest. They got a lot of just 10 max contests. Uh, you're going to see a lot less um, of the, the true sharks trying to scoop your games. It's going to be a better spot for you. I think it's a really good place to start if you're trying to build your bankroll. I recommend checking out Yahoo for DFS. Again, the promo code is awesome. It will get you up to $30 in YSRPs. Let's keep it moving. Reds and Pirates. 5.1 run implied total for the Reds. 3.9 for the Pirates. It's a pretty big run total there for Cincinnati. Anthony Desclafani going for the Reds. Trevor Williams going for the Pirates. Desclafani, 18% owned on FanDuel. 30% owned on DK. Trevor Williams, on the other hand, just 2% owned on FanDuel. Only 8% owned on DraftKings. Of the pitching, what do you like most? 
like is a so, so I I actually like both of these pitchers, but I hate both of the lineups that they're going up against. We already have Cincy lineup and the Pittsburgh lineup. Um, Desclafani's strikeout numbers have always been better against right-handed hitters. His slider is good. It, he uses it to get strikeouts. Um, fit, uh, Pittsburgh is rolling out six lefties, and Desclafani does struggle with left-handed power, and he is pitching in Cincinnati. So that scares me a bit. Um, since last year, about a 23% strikeout percentage against lefties, which is fine, uh, but he has allowed a 211 ISO. So um, kind of scary for Desclafani, especially because he's not cheap. And then on the other side, Williams, I'm actually – intrigued by especially when he goes up against right-handed heavy lineups he's always been decent at limiting power but this year he's throwing his slider way more than he did last year uh so far at least 44 percent slider usage to righties and he has a 16 percent swinging strike percentage against righties um nothing has translated to lefties though <laughs> and cincinnati is running out i think six yeah six lefties yeah. so neither of these lineups set up particularly well for what the pitchers do well Williams is just so cheap that on a slate that's lacking cheap pitching, if I need to get there, which I don't really know how much I'll need to, um, I'll, I'll still take a chance on him, but I would, I'll like him a lot more in some future matchups than I do in this one. I'm way more likely to get a little bit more Trevor Williams with 8% ownership than I am to get to 30% owned Desclafani given these lineups. Um, this is just not a great yeah, spot like, for Desclafani. I kind of like Pittsburgh. I want to like Pittsburgh. So I don't like them on the surface, but I like them more if I'm trying to grab a hedge stack. It's a great park to try to grab, grab a hedge, hedge stack as well. Uh, whether it's righty power or lefty power, it's all getting played up in Cincinnati. So, you know, someone like Josh Bell or Gregory Polanco, these are great spots. The problem is there's just no power in this Pittsburgh offense. It's a lot yeah, of it's pretty much super Bell, low. You have like, yeah, you have like average to slightly above average power from like Polanco and Brian Reynolds. Moran is like average. Bell has got a ton, but other yeah. than that, it's not exciting. Per steamer, Adam Frazier, 134. Kevin Newman, 116. Eric Gonzalez, 123. Jared Dyson, 103. Jacob Stallings, 125. That's where it gets a little tricky for me, um, but the park will certainly help. I just assume it's way easier for me to be underweight on Desclafani. If I get to some Pittsburgh bats, I'll consider that a bonus. Um I don't know how much I'm going to get to without like truly forcing it. They are picking up a bit more ownership on FanDuel. Josh Bell and Adam Frazier both getting into the 20s in ownership. If I take a look at their top stack odds, uh, Pittsburgh looking pretty neutral. Cincinnati looking pretty neutral. Nobody's really taking a big stand other than uh, your Baltimore Orioles, massively under-owned as of right now. Yeah, I was just about to say I looked at the top stack tool, and if this holds, I'm going to have so much Baltimore, and it's not going to be fun. That'll be a fun sweat for you when it's 44 nothing Phillies. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Pirates bet right now? I think we're on the same Josh page. Bell. Yeah, it's got to bet on talent when the rest of the lineup doesn't have it. <sighs> Do you go to Cincinnati? Because they are getting quite a bit of ownership, double digits across the board on DK, except for Freddie Galvis. On FanDuel, we've got Eugenio Suarez at 37%, Castellanos at 30%. I think this is probably my bigger fade spot, and that kind of runs right in line with the likelihood that I probably have more Trevor Williams. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with that. It's not a spot that I'm going to feel really comfortable fading because, like I said, I think this lineup sets up poorly for Williams. They have a lot of lefties. Um, the righties have, you know, are good hitters. The lefties are good hitters. It's a pretty good Cincinnati lineup. It's a great park for hitting. The implied run total reflects that. I have no confidence in Trevor Williams doing well here, but... 
it's just kind of, I think, Philly. Like, So Philly's facing an absolute trash pitcher. Tampa Bay is facing a pitcher who's probably not very good. We don't know. And Cincinnati is facing what is most likely, while he's not a great pitcher, by far the best out of the three. Yeah. The Phillies have the most dangerous lineup. The Red Sox and, and Reds are kind of similar. I would give the edge right now to, to Cincy. But if all those teams are getting similar ownership, I think there's a really good chance I'd just go overweight on Philly, sacrifice some Tampa, sacrifice some Cincy, and then mix my Philly in with like low-owned Baltimore, low-owned Pittsburgh, et cetera. I like that. Do you have a Reds bat that stands out to you? Akiyama is too cheap leading off. He seems like he's probably a, a really clear cash play. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think there's one in particular. Eugenio Suarez on FanDuel is also a pretty clear cash play. $2,900, 37% ownership. That one feels pretty safe. Oh, this is a this is going to be a weird, weird game. I think it's just so much easier to go. Okay, so here, here, here's the real question then, because I've got them pretty similar relative to their salaries. Desclafani and Jake Arrieta are picking up similar ownership, 30% apiece. Do you have a lean towards one of those guys? Uh, I mean, I think Desclafani's the better pitcher. Sure. Okay. So I guess I would lean Desclafani. There we go. That works for me. Man, I'm I'm excited to run these crunches in a couple hours. Anything else you want to touch on from this game? Nope. All right, 264 people in here, 47 likes. I'm not going to get crazy and ask for 260 likes. That's going to be insane. But I think that we can get that number into triple digits. So hit that thumbs up if you can for us. We've got two more games to go. Uh, we're going to have MLB live before lock a little early today. That's going to go from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., um, since we should have all, or, well, we should have everything that we can have at that point. And then NBA Live Before Lock is going to be from three to four, since uh, both sports are locking at the same time. And then tonight, MMA Strategy Show, 7.30 p.m., uh, Jason Floyd and Pete the Heat Rogers going to be breaking down this Saturday's monster UFC pay-per-view. You want to make sure that you're uh, tuning into that one if you're an MMA fan. Two games left. Cubbies and Brewers, 4.9 run implied total for the Cubs, 3.6 for the Brewers. It's you, Darvish, against, from what I've seen, Corbin Burns? I'm seeing Brett Anderson. Okay, well, let's find out. That's important. All righty, Brew Crew, Brew Crew, Brew Crew. Bruins say Brett Anderson opener, Corbin Burns probable starter. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that now too. Okay. Um, so Burns threw 77 pitches last time he followed Brett Anderson. So he, he's followed Brett Anderson twice. Threw 77 pitches last time. Anderson has thrown 52 and 68 pitches. I gave, I gave Corbin Burns 3.7 uh innings right now we aren't projecting him for ownership what are we projecting to brett anderson essentially no ownership does it matter to you yeah because corbin burns has pretty legit strikeouts though okay 
I'm not better against righties. Last year, he basically was incapable of getting lefties out. Um, this year, small sample, but he is throwing a cutter that he didn't have last year, and he has a 17.5% swinging strike percentage on it against lefties. MLB.com has Brett Anderson listed. That doesn't necessarily mean that Brett Anderson isn't starting and Corbin Burns isn't coming in for him. Are you seeing anything official anywhere? Um, no. How are you expecting? Let's see. How are you expecting this to go then? Or, or is that TBD? <laughs> TBD. I mean, the, the thing that's throwing me off is that it made sense that Burns was backing up Anderson because they were working Anderson back. Yeah. Now Anderson threw 68 pitches last start. Unless their plan is to have Anderson go four innings and Burns go the rest of the game, it seems really weird to still be using an opener on Brett Anderson. Yeah, I, or using I completely Brett agree. As an opener, like he's a starting pitcher. I completely agree. I'm going to switch it to Brett Anderson right now in my sheet. I want it to be Corbin Burns. Three, six, nine, twelve. Okay. I would like this slate a lot more if I can roster Corbin Burns. So would I. All right, let's update that, and we'll see if it makes a difference for me. So if I switch to Brett Anderson, I'm probably not getting to Brett Anderson either. So it really, on that in that regard, it probably doesn't matter for me. So let's talk yeah. it through. He's unowned. Do you like Brett Anderson if it's Brett Anderson? I don't like Brett Anderson. Um, if it's Brett Anderson, I might still just roster Corbin Burns and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, as of right now, I can, I can pretty confidently say that I won't have Brett Anderson and I can pretty confidently say that I will have you Darvish 40% owned on FanDuel, 41% owned on DraftKings. I think, um, he's definitely the top arm on the slate. Is he worth the salary for today? Yeah. But there's just so many strikeouts in this Brewers lineup right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Keston Hara, 27% K rate and Steamer. Smoke, 25. Ben Gamble, 26. There's a lot to be had there from a strikeout perspective. Yeah, I mean, Braun and Garcia are both like 24% against right-handed pitching over the last few years. Hira's 30%. Assuming 41% is not going to be a barrier to you and that you end up higher than that on Darvish? Most likely. Yeah, I, I expect to have uh, quite a bit more than 41% here. Do you go to any Brewers hedge stacks? 3.6 run implied total. Um, power for lefties, not really there in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, you're basically looking for like Christian Yelich or Justin Smoke. Yeah. Um, I, I don't expect to get to much Milwaukee. Right now we have them as the lowest top stack percentage and getting more ownership than they deserve. Um, the, the ownership would have to drop quite a bit, and it just probably won't with it being a five-game slate. Yeah. I'm I'm with you here. Uh, Yelich, 4,400 on FanDuel, 31% ownership. Looks like people are going ahead and grabbing him as a one-off. I just don't... Looking at the low probability stacks, I would rather go to Boston. That makes sense to me. Um, I'm going to have a bunch of Darvish. The question is, will you have a bunch of the Cubs bats, 4.9 run implied total against probably Brett Anderson? (laughs) Yeah, I'll say it depends who's pitching. If Brett Anderson's pitching, I do do like the salaries on Javi Baez and uh, Contreras. Um, Chris Bryan, if he's in the lineup. 
Okay. If it's Corbin Burns, you're looking for lefties. So it would be Rizzo and Schwarber. But even that, you know, I think if, if it comes out that it's Corbin Burns, I'm just going to have a ton of Corbin Burns. Okay. Ownership coming in on the Cubs. Uh, Bryant, Baez, and Contreras all in the 20s on DraftKings. Bryant, 29% owned on FanDuel. Javi Baez, 37% owned. I think this is just like a middle-of-the-pack team. I assume that I don't have near the ownership on their on the chalk plays and i'll probably be over a bit on guys like rizzo or schwarber schwarber in particular if he's three percent owned on DraftKings, i just know i'm gonna have more i always do and that's whether it's brett anderson or corbin burns what do you do what are you gonna do with the cubs here this is a like the park has just wild swings it obviously matters like who the pitcher is yeah, I mean, it, it definitely matters who the pitcher is. If if it's Brett Anderson, I'll take some. Sh- I'll, I'll have Cub stacks just because the right-handed power is pretty cheap, and with all the ownership going to the Reds, Phillies, and and Rays, you can only get so much ownership. Um, if it's Corbin Burns, again, I'm just gonna have tons of Corbin Burns. What did you say about the wind in Chicago today? It looks like it's blowing in. Okay. Um, Makes me feel better about Darvish. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Vegas run total doesn't really reflect that with the Cubs still at about five. But Okay. Favorite bat from the Brewers? I mean, the answer is obviously Christian Yelich. Uh-huh. But... You could talk me into Keston Hara. Yeah, but like, why would you prefer Hara to Yelich? Depends what I... Because I need a second baseman. I forgot to tell you that part of the question. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> not true. Uh, favorite bat on the Cubs? Assuming Brett Anderson. Yeah, assuming Anderson, probably Contreras because of his position. Ooh, okay. Uh, give me Bryant because of the uh, MPE. Yeah. Um, also, Bryant and Schwarber both listed as questionable, so the potential for this to be a pretty bad Cubs lineup. Do you think we have the Cubs lineup before Locke? Doubtful if those guys are both questionable. That'll be a blast. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't have anything else here. Do you have anything else you want to touch on from Cubs Brewers? Um, no, because I mean, we don't think we're going to have the Cubs line. I was going to say, you know, keep an eye out because that'll change. Not only are you waiting for the Milwaukee pitching, but you're, it, it'll change, you know, how they project. But I would say there's very close to no chance we have the Cubs. Does that change your process at all? Uh, approaching lock just makes me annoyed. Okay. There, you would, you don't do but, anything different for baseball with that up in the air. No, I mean, it's, easy enough to switch like the, the one like I, I hate recrunching lineups like to late swap for baseball yeah um I, I just don't have a good process for it to like keep my stacks in line but also keep my ownerships how i want them um so I, I hate that aspect of it but it's typically easy enough within a stack to just swap guys around okay and then finally we head to the dodgers Dodgers and Padres. This one starts at 9.40 Eastern time. Uh, This is not a part of the FanDuel slate. So for once, I actually think FanDuel is doing something correct. Uh, DraftKings, on the other hand, it is a part. These are five hours and 30 minutes separating the first pitch of lock and the first pitch of the final game. 4.6 run implied total for the Dodgers. uh, 3.9 for the Padres. It's Julio. It's Urias, right? That's like the ridiculous way to say it. Yeah, I think it's Urias. Yeah. Uh, it's just... 
It's so much easier to say Urias. <laughs> anyway, uh, Julio Urias. He'll, he'll be hurt in the next two starts anyway. You won't worry about it. Most likely. And then Chris Paddock going for the Padres. 32% ownership on DraftKings going to Urias. 21% going to Chris Paddock. I prefer Chris Paddock. Um, talk to me here about Urias. 9,600. Maybe it's just me, but I think it's more likely that I have 0% of him than a different number. I don't know about 0 because like I think he like he is talented. Sure. And Yeah, yeah, I mean I, I understand his pedigree at the very least. Yeah. The problem that I'll run into is I clearly prefer Darvish. And then why exactly am I, I all the risks, you know, I already, you know, mentioned all the risks or all the problems Glasnow has, but why exactly am I paying more money for Urias than Glasnow? It's not like he's it's not like Urias is some proven ace. It's not like he has a, a great matchup against a Padres team that has right-handed power top to bottom right you know i i just don't really know why i'd be paying more money for him especially when he's getting ownership yeah i have no idea if he if, if he's truly 32 like i don't think now. i'll have i truly don't think i'll have any right like if if it comes like if glass now gets to let's say what's glass now at right now ownership 29 okay so let's say glass now gets to like 40 you have darvish at like 50 and then urias is at like 20 then it's like okay, this this is a good spot to get to. But if they're if he's coming in around the same ownership as last now, I don't really as as scared as I am the roster last now right now. Um, I I don't really know why I'd be passing him up. I am going to have almost no Urias and a lot of Padres bats. Now I had a lot of Padres bats yesterday. That didn't work out at all, considering they scored zero runs. They did, however, leave bats, like, every day. 24 runners on base or something like that when I woke up this morning. First thing I did, I was like, okay, if the Padres had a decent day, I will be profitable to pretty solid. Let's find out how they did. And I opened up the MLB.com app. I went straight to the box score. I want to make sure I get the number right. Well, first I saw that they scored zero runs and immediately wanted to drown myself in my toilet. Um, yeah, it sucks. But Pod, yeah, they left 21 on base yesterday. That's that's pretty impressive. So yeah, I, I had that feeling the other day. I had um when I went to sleep, most of my baseball lineup sucked. But I had like an eight, I had an eight, an unowned A stack making a run. They had like nine runs in the fourth or fifth inning, and I fell asleep. And so I woke up and I was like, I know if I had a big night, I mean the like the A's had to have gone off. And I looked, and they still had nine runs, and the game was over. I was <laughs> like, okay, well that lineup didn't do anything. Do you have the like X ISO numbers on Urias right now against righties? I will in a second. Okay. Oh, I actually already do. Uh, so since last year, 1,052 pitches to righties, 105 expected ISO. So far this year, 200 pitches to righties, 0 0.093 expected ISO. 105? 105. To righties? To righties. Shit, that's scary. <laughs> since last year. That's really good. 0 0.093 this year. I'm going to have a lot of Tatis. I'm going to have a lot of Machado. I'm going to have a lot of Tommy Pham. I'm going to have a lot of Will Myers. The it San is... Diego Padres will be my most owned stack above the field today. In his entire career, which goes back to 2016, his expected ISO to righties is 105. Yeah. Well, His actual ISO is 083. Oh, okay. Well, that's good too. <laughs> what do you want to do with the Padres bats? 
what do you want to do with Chris um, Paddock first, I guess, against, uh, you know, a pretty tough Dodgers lineup? Yeah, it's he's the, he's the kind of guy where, like, if this slate were bigger, I would have some interest in him just because he's so talented and the ownership would go down. But with there only being 10 pitchers to choose from, nine if you exclude Eshelman, um, eight if you exclude Eshelman and Hart, like, he's going to have ownership. And normally I just kind of end up, going even heavier on the guys I actually like, like Darvish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's the, the math just changes when you're not talking about getting six to one odds between Darvish and Paddock. You're talking about getting two to one. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm just, um, same way as you, I'm going to just the more likely scenario is that I have like all of the U Darvish and hope that that ends up being correct. Other than just like my, having my a hedge of everybody, what I end up doing today is, and I, I haven't made any lineups. So this is just me guessing after looking through the slate. My best guess is I end up with a ton of Darvish, probably going over on Glass now unless his ownership comes up, and then just kind of mixing and matching on the cheap guys. Um, also probably just playing a lot of Darvish and Glass now together and using some value bets. Yeah. All right, talk to me about Padres bats. Am I totally crazy for liking them today? For for liking them, yes. For rostering them at low ownership, no. I mean, they have a lot of power and they're not going to be very popular. If you think they actually have a high chance of success, yeah, I think you're crazy. Okay. Well, I don't think that they have a high chance of success, but um, because of Urias's ownership, because of their lack of ownership, I have interest right. in the Padres. Right, yeah. I mean, if if the question is, uh, am I crazy for being interested in Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, and Tommy Pham at very low ownership on a five-game slate, then no. Okay. It well, wouldn't really matter who was pitching for the other team. Do you anticipate having Padres stacks? I, I probably maybe, or maybe some like mini stacks. Okay. It's so easy like, to right, get to I mean, that right stack with Tatis being... and Machado at the top, shortstop third. Like that makes it right. really easy to get to. Yeah, I mean, right now we have them being a little bit on their own. Okay. I said it yesterday. Oh, yeah, I can't and... wait for all my Orioles plus Padres. <laughs> I said it yesterday in premium slack. Go Padres. I'm saying it again today. Go Pods. Dodgers bats against Chris Paddock. Uh, not a lot of love coming in here. Bellinger in double digits. Max Muncy in double digits. Everybody else in single digits. I'm sort of just happy with whatever Dodgers I get. I don't really, it's not like, I think Chris Baddock is good. He's not a guy that I want to target against. I also think Dodgers bats are good. So they're just going to kind of come out where they come out. I, I don't really have a lean either way. I mean, that, that's how I feel too, but I, I view them kind of similarly as the Padres, as far as like the top stack percentage and the ownership goes. Like they're projected to be a little bit higher on the Padres. They're also projected for a little bit higher chance of success. Yeah. But I would just rather get to the Dodgers if those numbers hold. Like I think that top to bottom, their lineup is better. You know, you have a couple guys on the Padres that look good. Um, but Paddock also has allowed some power to left handed bats uh, since last year. A 202 ISO, 199 expected ISO to lefties. Um, he's done a better job, a little bit better job limiting power to righties. But there's at least, you know, some track record of him struggling there. Whereas Urias is just it's non-existent this one's tricky i think i just get to more padres if this ownership holds up the way that it is with paddock being at 20 and urias being in the 30s like if 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 he stays being in the 30s then i'm just going to naturally get more padres if that were to flip somehow then i think i definitely get more 
Dodgers bats. The pieces of this game, the bats on both sides and the pitching on both sides, the ownership of all of those things, more so than probably any other game, are really important to the way that I come out of this spot. Hmm. I think the most likely scenario for me as of right now is I do not have Urias. I do have the Padres, and I cross my fingers. Yeah, I think that's me, but with the Dodgers. Okay. No Urias or no Paddock in that spot? I just met the bats. I didn't hear the first part of what you said. Gotcha. I just, like, I think that I'll have no Urias, and I'm more likely to be whatever on Paddock. Same for the Dodgers. Yeah, I kind of doubt that I get to much of either pitcher unless their ownership drops. Okay. Well, that'll do it. Let's. Let's sum it up quickly. Favorite stack, favorite pitching duo for DK. Ideally, Phillies, Darvish, Glasno. Okay. And then uh, for FanDuel, for me, Darvish at the top. Darvish and Glasnow will likely have all of my ownership on the four-gamer for FanDuel. Phillies are very clearly my top stack. Uh, I don't get the Padres, unfortunately, in this spot. So I think I might end up having some sneaky cub stacks on FanDuel. That'll some that'll be something I, I got to pay attention to. Yeah, and since I named just nothing but chalk, I do like mixing in um, pirates lefties and Orioles lefties. There we go. Two hundred seventy-seven people, eighty-four likes. You guys are so close. Sixteen more, and I will be happy. But that'll about do it. We've got live before lock coming up in two hours, so you guys can get caught up on all of the MLB news that comes out at that time. Adam, anything else you want to touch on? No, that's it for me today. That'll do it. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to Yahoo for allowing us to let you guys know you can become a baller if you want to. Get them YSRPs. Use the promo code Osimo. Get yourself up to $30 in Yahoo Sports Rewards Points. Tons of content coming up for the rest of the day. So please tune in to our YouTube channel. It never stops for us. Thank you. Good luck. We out.